0: Jesus is at it again, talking about children. He's been at this for the last three Sundays. Three Sundays ago, he heard his disciples talking about the greatest. They, were, they didn't want him to hear it, but he heard, saying, you know, who is, who is bad? Who is bad among us? He likes you more than he likes me. Are you going to hang out with him when you get in the kingdom? And Jesus said, what are you talking about? They said, we were talking about who is great, who is the greatest, John or Peter or James. And he took a child and said, this is it. If you accept me like this little one. And then last Sunday, the stakes were even higher. He said, well, if you hurt the little children, it's better for you if a millstone is tied around your neck and you're drowned in a sea. It's a little harsh. He said, hurting little children is a horrible crime. And I'm not sure the church will recover from the abuse of children that we've been reading about. And sometimes you think, I used to think it was just the Catholic church. I'm not Catholic. Then one day I was walking Fifth Avenue in New York. Six o'clock, I'm not paying attention. And this guy, this homeless guy, sees me as I walk by. He says, you. I said, me? He said, yeah, you. And I'm thinking, are you okay? Do you need some money? He said, leave our children alone. And everybody looked at me. And I'm saying, no, I'm not. I'm just going to St. James. He said, no, no, come back. I said, are you okay? He said, no, I'm not okay. I said, you, leave the children alone. I tried to hurry up and walk across. When we had children, we damaged God we touch the very essence of the God who became a child, because we've been up from 4,000 years BC, up until Jesus was born, gods were different, were monotheistic gods, we had gods on the mountain, we had gods. Then God said, okay, I'll become a child so you can take care of me. I'll be born like you. So you can't say to Jesus, well, you don't know what we went through. He said, Yes, I did. I was born just like you. So you could take care of me. So Jesus knew that if we don't take care of the children, and his disciples were busy discussing teaching and miracles and feeding the hungry and saying, No, 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 no. Hold it. If you don't accept me, and if you heard these little ones, it'd be better that you are drowned than have children. You can see a society by how they take care of children and the elderly, the, the two bookends, how we take of all people and how we take of children, says a lot about what society is like, the health of society. This morning, then, we have juxtaposition of the sufferings of Job and the innocence of a child, those two. So in Job, if you ever want to read one book in the Bible, Job is it. If you want to understand the mystery of what Rabbi Kushner calls why bad things happen to good people. Read Job. Job, Satan is hanging out with God. Remember, Satan was an angel. We forget that. We think Satan is bad with tail and horns. No, 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 no. He's an angel. He hangs out in heaven with God and one day Satan says, well, let me me go touch Job. You see, Job won't believe you anymore. He'll curse you and die. Same words that his friends use. Elie Wiesel wrote about this in his book on the suffering of Job. He says, why don't you just curse God and die? And the words we use for the burial office, the words I said last Sunday afternoon for Sharon, are from Job. After he's lost his house, his children, his animals, his wealth, Job responds by saying, I know that my Redeemer lives. He shall stand a letter day upon this earth. Though this body be destroyed, yet shall I see God. Those are words from a man who has suffered and has seen God face to face. And then we encounter Jesus this morning as he continues to try to teach his disciples. The Pharisees were legal, legalistic people knew the law. They had studied the law, not the laws in what we call the law today, but the Mosaic law, the Ten Commandments. They had studied 613 laws, how to wash, how to sleep, how to walk, how to worship, and part of that teaching was about divorce. As you remember, I said to you last Sunday, women did not have an identity. Women's identity was through their father. You were somebody's daughter, or somebody's wife, or somebody's mother. So there was three identities for a woman. You had no identity of your own. So they could not divorce, but a man could. By saying, I divorce you and give you a letter of dismissal, that was it. It was over. So the Pharisees come and say, look, is it legal to divorce? Moses said, so, what do you think? They're trying to trick him. See so the opening sentence that they tried to test, they were trying to test him. They always try to trick him. And Jesus says, well, what does your tradition teach? 4,000 years of teaching, what does it teach? Oh, a man shall give his wife. And Then Jesus says, well, adultery is a very serious matter. If you fast forward to chapter 12, there's another teaching where they catch this woman in adultery and bring him to Jesus, remember that? And they said they're going to stone her to death. That was it. It's It's a capital punishment for adultery. So they're going to kill her. And they bring her to Jesus and say, look, we caught her. Ha, she was sinning. Da, 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 look, look. Jesus says what? Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Who among us hasn't done that? Haven't you thought of it? And everybody walks away. He gets, that's the only time we have Jesus writing anything, by the way. It's the only time. He bends down and writes something, and then they all disappear. And Jesus said to the woman, Sin no more. So this morning is about divorce and the law and children. He takes a little child and says, If you accept the kingdom of God like this, you cannot enter it. If you don't accept it. And why does he say that? Well, as I said to you last Sunday, children have an amazing curiosity. They think leaves are interesting. If you've walked with a child, or a dog, they look around, they smell they see everything. If you ever walk, I walk with my grandson, and it's amazing what he sees, things I don't know. We're just walking in the neighborhood. He says, Papa, look. I say, look what? What is there? He says, look, look at this. That's a kind of mysterious, miraculous perception. Jesus is talking about that, about us perceiving. When you see a church without children, that church is dead. It's not, it's going to die, it's dead. It's dead. A church without children is, is a contradiction. God became a child. The incarnation is about God becoming a child so we can tell him. So Jesus says to them, if you don't accept the kingdom, let little children come to me, do not hinder them, because the disciples were saying, shh, you know how we do that? When children are talking, we say, "Be quiet, be quiet." They can't. That's the nature of being a child. They can't be quiet. They want to know everything. They want to climb. They want to climb pews and pull books and jump up and down. That's who they are. And we say, "Shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet." And Jesus says, "Don't, do not, don't do that." He heard them do it. He said, "Don't do that. Let them come." A society that Abuses children. It violates the very essence of who we are. That's why abuse of children is so hard. Whether it's in North Germany or the Holocaust in Rwanda that I mentioned last Sunday, or our very being here, homeless children, children detained in immigrant, immigration camps. There are now 13,000 children now being detained in immigration centers. Let little children come to me. Do not hinder them for the kingdom of God is theirs. If you ever come to our office here, I was over there on Tuesday afternoon. It's an amazing noise you hear. As you walk in upstairs, there's noise, and they're singing, and they're, and I said to Sarah, I said, this must be like heaven. Hearing sounds of children, this must be how heaven is like. When there's sounds of children, they're laughing, and they're talking, and they're singing, and they're Let little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God is theirs. They can see things we don't see. So we need their help to see the world the way they see it. To see things, see miracles in daily stuff. Let them come to me. Do not hinder them. Jesus wants us to see through the eyes of children. This weekend is not just Columbus Day weekend. It's also the Feast of St. Francis as we finish the service today, you go home, bring your dogs and your cats and your... What do you have? Jibbles? What do you have? yeah, bring them all. Let's bless them. St. Francis, the saint of animals, the one who tried to convince people in Assisi and in Gabio, in the village, that we are part of the animal kingdom. They were trying to run this wolf out of the village. And he said, no, don't run him out. Just Treat him right, and you'll see. And he did. So St. Francis is known for speaking to Brother Sun and Sister Moon and wolves. So let us close with the prayer of St. Francis. If you'd open your prayer books to page 833, let's set together that prayer, the prayer of St. Francis, on page 833 as we conclude this, service, this, this sermon today. Let us pray together. Lord, Make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning we are pardoned, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.